0: Hi, I'm Ashish and today I'm joined with Kanishka. Welcome to Biobulletin. Today we're going to tackle is cannabis a miracle drug or is it all a fraud? A very interesting topic with lots to cover in terms of scientific detail and ethical issues, so make sure you listen carefully. So Kanishka, I've heard the names weed and marijuana. Are they any different to cannabis? I mean, what is cannabis?
1: Um, yeah, so so cannabis refers to a group of three plants all with psychoactive properties. Uh those three plants are collectively known as cannabis, and the three individually are cannabis sativa, cannabis indica, and, and cannabis ruderalis. Um like you said, they can be referred to with Many, many names. So, the most common of which is weed or marijuana. Um, there are lots of others, we don't need touch on all of them, but its composition. So, it's composed of CBD and T- THC. Those are the two like crucial components, um, with THC being the main psychoactive compound in cannabis. Uh, and that's responsible for like the high that most people associate with cannabis. CBD is a psychoactive cannabinoid. Uh, yet it's non-intoxicating and non-euphoric, meaning you won't actually get any sort of high from CBD. Uh, it's often used to reduce inflammation and pain, uh, and it may also ease nausea, ma- nausea, migraine, seizures, and anxiety. So CBD uh, is short for cannabinol and THC standing for tetrahydrocannabinol. Um Just some stats that I found interesting quickly on um, cannabis comparing it to cigarettes and alcohol. So firstly, over 94 million people in the U.S. have admitted to using cannabis at least once, uh, which is obviously a very, very high number. Um, U.S. marijuana users spent approximately $10.5 on the drug uh, per year, Uh, and that stat is taken from 2000 and 2001. Um, People who used drug prior to age 12 are twice as likely to experience a serious mental illness compared to those who first use it at 18 or older. Um, And marijuana accounts for 17% of admissions to treatment facilities in the United States, second only to opiates um, out of the illicit substances category. Um, So now talking about alcohol uh, and cigarettes. In the in a single year, 9,142 alcohol-related deaths were recorded. That's of the year commencing 2009. Um, in England, there are 586,780 dependent drinkers, which is a lot higher than cannabis-dependent um, individuals. Um, there were 77,900 deaths uh, attributed to smoking, uh, coming in at the highest by a long, long, long way of all of the substances discussed. And it's actually the fourth highest preventable cause of death in the US. Um, so a little bit about the legality really quickly. Uh, cannabis has been illegal in the UK since 1928, although many people are predicting laws and that will change um, following suit from the United States. Uh, the United States has legalized um, marijuana uh, medicinally everywhere, with New York being the uh, latest to decriminalize recreational use in July, 2019. Um, in terms of, uh, more European countries, um, the Netherlands and Portugal, uh, decriminalized the use of all drugs in the 2001, um, and Canada, Canada, sorry, legalized cannabis for medicinal purposes in 2001. Although it in October of 2018, became the first G7 nation to legalise recreational use of the drug, which is quite interesting. Um, So, yeah, what's your opinion for those stats and everything? Um,
0: That's interesting, especially about the legality. I think that's important that we appreciate which countries are making it legal and also why. And I think this all stems from our initial question of this entire podcast, which is whether it's a miracle drug or it's just all a fraud. So, I mean, answering the miracle drug part, I've done some... a fair bit of research into the benefits of of using cannabis in all forms actually. So there are hundreds of chemical compounds within cannabis and many of them are cannabinoids and these have been linked to proving relief of chronic pain due to their chemical makeup and that's why medicinal cannabis is commonly used for chronic pain relief and it's now commonly found as creams and balms which are used by individuals that have arthritis and both THC and CBD help sufferers deal with pain but in the UK, THC is deemed illegal. So uh, it's only CBD creams that are sold here. And some people will have confusion as to thinking that the legality of the drug in the UK, uh, it, it's deemed illegal. But how there are still cannabis products out there? It's mainly because, number one, it's not smoking the drug and we're not using a psychoactive THC in it and using it for pain relief in CBD has proven medicinal benefits. So there are certain loopholes that people that sell these use to ensure that this is sold only as a medicinal, for a medicinal purpose. So also, um, it has a great impact on insulin. And that's why it only makes sense that cannabis is used to help regulate and prevent diabetes. Hmm. Uh, research conducted by the AAMC, which is the American Alliance for Medicine and Cannabis, has linked cannabis to stabilize blood sugars lower blood pressure and improve blood circulation
1: and that's, the thing, that's sorry. really in, sorry i was just gonna say that's really interesting that uh about diabetes and insulin I, I didn't know about that one
0: yeah that's it would that's the thing it's linking to one of our previous podcasts about uh diabetes and this skin cell reprogramming we'll see if, um, cannabis makes a difference to that as well yeah I think, and one of the biggest ones I've heard, and uh, I've heard a lot in the on social media, especially. But obviously, we we can't believe everything we see. But there seems to be a good amount of evidence that shows cannabinoids can help fight cancer, or at least certain types of it. And I think that's the main argument from a lot of the people that want to legalize uh, cannabis is that it can fight cancer, and that's why they want to use it in medicinal use. So, as I mean, as you can see, there's plenty of health benefits to using cannabis. Um, And also in various forms, so not just uh, clearly smoking it, but using it in creams and balms and uh, infused oils, etc.
1: Yeah, Um, the cancer one sounds really interesting, because obviously, as we'll touch on later, some of the negatives involve carcinogens and stuff as well. But quickly touching on some of the mental benefits. Um, So the most common one that pretty much everyone knows is obviously stress release. Uh, I mentioned in the introduction part about how it can ease with certain nausea nausea and stuff like that. But um, cannabis can essentially make you feel happy, relaxed, talkative or laugh more than usual. And you may find that colors and music are brighter and sharper. Um, those like pleasant effects are known as the high, uh, but many report pain and stress relief from cannabis. Um, and it's it's used by some as almost an antidepressant, but obviously not necessarily prescribed in certain countries. Um, So there's like a a really big emphasis on the stress relief aspect. Uh, So CBD is, as I mentioned, the main component which has that effect. Uh, And a lot of people are trying to isolate just CBD to be used as such to release stress. Um, It's also reported to have uh, huge effects on epilepsy, anxiety, depression, PTSD, and and sleeping difficulties. Uh, And it's fair to assume that it will probably potentially ease um, other stress-based and stress-caused diseases uh, that are mental health-based. Um, but you know, we've talked a lot about the um, positives. What are some of the negatives? So the ones I know about are mainly the um, like addiction side. And so I know some people who smoke cannabis regularly are more likely to have bronch- bronchitis. Uh, so that's where the lining of your lungs gets irritated and inflamed uh, i know that tobacco smoke uh is similar to cannabis in the sense that the smoke contains cancer causing chemicals um called carcinogens but like you touched on it's yeah so like you touched on though it's not actually known at present whether those carcinogens found in um cannabis are actually cancer causing in the same way that as the ones found in tobacco smoke but, um,
0: interesting if there's two yeah in two different things so
1: yeah um if you if you mix cannabis with tobacco to smoke it you you do risk getting tobacco related lung diseases, but that's obviously more due to the tobacco than the cannabis mm. um and those can be like lung cancer um COPD, which is chronic obstructive pulmonary disease uh if you drive under the influence of cannabis, you're more likely to be involved in an accident um but that's obviously because it is something which affects your mental state uh, and it is a drug fundamentally. Um, research in animals suggests that cannabis can interfere with sperm production in males and ovulation in females reducing sperm count um, and there have been reports, reports of missed periods and things due to excessive cannabis use. Uh, research, research has suggested that using cannabis regularly during pre- pregnancy can actually affect your baby's brain development. Uh, I'm not sure if you have read anything about that in um, research but when we were doing a podcast on Mm. um, the brain organiser, I found that uh, during some of that they'd been testing with cannabis and found that it can affect um, neurodevelopment. Mm. Uh, Regular smoking with cannabis uh, uh, and tobacco um, increases the risk of your baby being born prematurely uh, and cannabis increases your risk of cardiovascular diseases and stroke. if you smoke it regularly for a long time i do know that cannabis can raise your chance of developing all these conditions uh, as opposed to just like a one off use but um yeah Let's so just say that i've got a
0: couple, i've got a couple of um, one off use effects as well so uh while using it if you're not used to it you can sometimes feel faint or sick um and it can make you sleepy and lethargic which some people associate as a good thing but It can affect your memory and it makes some people feel confused, anxious or paranoid and some experience panic attacks and this is quite common with stronger forms of cannabis uh, like uh, skunk weed which is found commonly in the UK, uh, hence the increase in the statistics for uh, panic attacks in the UK and as you mentioned it interferes with your ability to drive uh, safely and also, one other side topic is if you use cannabis regularly, it can make you demotivated and in, uninterested in other things going on in your life, such as education or work. But I think the main thing I wanted to touch upon was the addiction side of it. So research shows that 10% of regular cannabis users become dependent on it. And your risk of getting addicted is higher if you start with mm-hmm. or use it every day, as yeah. you mentioned with the uh, mental health effect as well. Yeah. But as with other uh addictive drugs such as like cocaine and heroin you'll begin to develop a resistance to cannabis and this means that you need to have a larger volume or larger mass of cannabis to get the same effect and if you stop using it you may start getting withdrawal symptoms such as cravings difficulty sleeping mood swings irritability and restlessness and i think that really sums up the smoking side of it and i think although we mentioned this cannabis being used in other aspects, healing cancer, etc. cetera, we can clearly see that there are a lot of very negative side effects. So, I mean, we also probably have to touch upon the ethical issues surrounding this. And it's not just government decision. It should be also based on uh, leading religious, uh, religious leaders, world-leading... Um, yeah, of course. So,
1: um, I mean, from, from a Christian perspective, as a Christian, I can speak about that. Um, the, the Bible offers guidance to do with any substance clouding, uh, mind clouding substances. Um, so, you know, uh, 1 Peter 5 eight the quote would be, uh, be sober-minded, be watchful. Your adversary, the devil prowls around like a roaring lion seeking someone to devour. So that's clearly saying or clearly implying not to take anything which may give you or someone a high or cloud your mind and uh, a more fundamentalist Christian view would be that any of those sort of mind clouding substances uh, are like considered the acts of the devil because uh, he wants to do anything to draw you away from God. But obviously, that's more of a fundamentalist approach. As I said, um, some Christians aim to support the medicinal use with the quote from Genesis 129, whereby it says, behold, I've given you every plant yielding seed that is on the face of the earth, uh, face of all the earth. And every tree with seed in it is fruit. You shall have them for food. Um, So that quote kind of, they used to imply that, you know, cannabis can be grown as a plant and thus it's for our use. And God said, that's okay. But arguably that's not the greatest support necessarily as as there's a multitude of quotes uh, quotes in the Bible um, against drug use and against any harmful um, effects of the body. I think one of the biggest is, uh, do you not know that your bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have received from God? You are not your own. And that's from 1 Corinthians six nineteen to 20. Um, and that can clearly be seen as disrespectful to God if you're intaking substances that are bad for you. Uh, furthermore, the Bible talks of the soul and of heaven and it's seen as a sin. So Christian views is most certainly against it. while a, a, a minority are uh, in support of it. Um, but from a utilitarian perspective or like a humanitarian perspective, I think their perspective would be almost a reverse saying that anything which is potentially good for the body and can help people. And, you know, uh, we mentioned the negatives are obviously huge negatives, but the actual like death um, or fatality rate with cannabis use is, it's quite low. So I think they may argue that anything which is going to relieve stress uh, and you know, have some of the benefits we discussed, which could potentially be really big benefits. Um, I think they'd be in support of it. Uh, but do you know anything about the Hindu view? or Yeah,
0: I mean, I can talk about Hinduism and Buddhism actually. And it's funny because Hinduism uh, is, is, is just, you would consider it to be a very strange belief, but we have a drink called uh, Bang, which contains cannabis and it's used to get a high. And according to religious rites, it's believed to cleanse sins, unite one with the Lord Shiva, and avoid the miseries of hell in the future life. But the main part of this and the main important thing we have to take away from this, it has to be performed with rites during the right time. And in contrast, foolish drinking of this without rites is considered a sin. So it is believed to have medicinal benefits and it's also believed to have spiritual benefits, but only when done according to particular rites and particular times. It shouldn't be done uh, recreationally Mm. and um, i think that comes to mainly the hindu and buddhism support the fact that you don't want to cloud or intoxicate your mind um, which will lead you away from a spiritual journey and one of the moral precepts is that we shouldn't use intoxicants and that cannabis would come under one of those intoxicants so buddhists would be against the idea and hindus alike while practicing except during ritual uh rituals so i think from Hinduism and Buddhism, it's probably a no apart from medicinal purposes or spiritual purposes
1: yeah um well I think I think that was a very good perspective. Uh, I think that kind of wraps up the podcast um, quick summary, obviously, there are huge, huge positives potentially from uh, cannabis and certain and certain components of cannabis. I think perhaps the way forward is to uh isolate certain. Uh, components such as a CBD component uh, for medicinal use. Uh, I think we can potentially expect to see cannabis becoming more widely medicinally used uh, in the coming years. Uh, but I think that the governments and scientists should be very wary, wary sorry of the extreme negatives that it can have. Um, ethically, uh, I'd say most religious perspectives are against cannabis use. Uh, unless it's proven to have huge like, life-saving benefits, uh, such as you know what you talked about with the cancer um, prevention. Uh, I think that's possibly something which could swing religious groups. But overall, I think it's a quickly changing landscape. And um, yeah, it's a very interesting thing, which we yeah, can I definitely think that's see the, a the lot fight in the future. For,
0: the fight for legality of cannabis is interesting. And um, we also also mentioned that a lot of the fight is to do with medicine and cannabis, but it's not necessarily for people who need it. It's, it's, some of the fight has been conducted by people who just want to see the drug legal for recreational use. And I think that's where we have to be careful because while cannabis has a lot of medicinal benefits, some people would just like to smoke it for pressure. And we have to make sure that perhaps smoking cannabis is not the best option in this scenario and using creams and balms as they've been releasing them slowly now and it's becoming rather more mainstream in uh, high-end designer shops on the uh, on high streets, et cetera, In the UK, using CBD oils, I think that's the way forward, rather than trying to um, promote smoking it for medicinal use. So, if we try and isolate certain strands, as you said, I think yeah, that's the way forward. I think uh, that was wraps up the podcast. It's, it's it's quite an interesting one, and there was a lot to talk about in terms of ethics as well as scientific detail and a lot of misconceptions have been addressed. So thank you for listening all this time. Uh, please like and subscribe to our channel for the latest biology news and make sure you follow our Twitter and our Instagram, which is, will be left in the comments. Thank you.
1: Yeah, thank you. <laughs> so